This is the happy hour. You guys want a happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Monday, coming off of the holiday weekend. Was it tough to get up for you this morning, Rico? Dude, I slept like a log last night. We didn't get back from Orchard until like 9.30. Oh, that's late. Kids slept in the car? Yeah, and then we were like, oh, they'll go straight to sleep when we get home. They'll stay asleep. No, no, they they were up for a little bit. It wasn't too long. They were up for a little bit. Okay. KJ was just a little little hellion. Um, Ellie just kind of laid on the couch and she was just like, "I just want." She's like, "I want milk and watch TV." So we watched like one just episode chill. of PJ Masks and then she fell asleep. Episode of what? PJ Masks. Is it a kids show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to give details because I have no clue. I don't really. It's these three kids who at night they turn into superheroes. Oh, that's pretty sweet. One is Makes like, think she can do anything. Yeah. One has like the powers of cats. With like speed and stuff, and okay. the other one has uh, powers of an owl, so she can fly and she like can make like very strong winds. And the other one has the power of lizards, so he's got strength and he can stick to things, you know, stuff like yeah. that. You know, weird kid things. But it's it's a good show. We we do have a, f- a good show lined up for you guys today. Um, we'll, we're, I want to talk a little college basketball transfer portal because the numbers are are pretty pretty big. Uh, there, there's some pretty big numbers, and I and and on three did a a comparison to college basketball transfer portal numbers and college football transfer portal numbers, uh, and it might surprise you where Nebraska maybe falls on this list of how hard they've been hit with attrition and guys transferring out, um, and, and so I, we'll talk about that at one thirty. Here we'll be joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. He'll come on the show to talk a little Husker basketball recruiting uh, as well as Husker football as we're just 12 days away from the spring game. It doesn't feel like it necessarily. That's wild. But here's one thing I've realized, Rico, is time flies by so fast. It is insane that we are already to April 10th, and maybe after the spring game, time is going to slow down, but it feels like the football season will be here before we know it. Oh, it's gonna it's it's getting here extremely fast, especially um, with you doing all of this work. You know, trying to graduate from school that probably yeah helps which, things fly which a by. Lo- a this, lot of this people are making the, a lot of people are making a huge deal out of that. This, I'm talking just sports wise. This might be the first regular show that oh, we yeah. have this in is, the past f- five shows, something like that. Well, so I I wasn't I wasn't here on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Because I had class. class, wasn't here on Friday for at least the happy hour. That is, mm-hmm. um, wasn't here on Friday because of class. Um, yeah, you're today, gonna leave early tomorrow. I'll leave early tomorrow. Wednesday is up in the air because there, it's a pretty pretty big day. Um, Thursday leave early. leave early. Friday won't be here. Yeah, this, I mean we're, we're talking. This is slim. And people will make fun of me on the text line. The people on the happy hour miss you. But shout out, shout out to DP and and Becky because uh, and Mark obviously because they're allowing me to 
skedaddle, to get leave. out of here. To not work. <laughs> to not be here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I appreciate them, obviously. But, but yeah, back to football. In, in, a this, month, in a month, it'll be all normal. Yeah. But no, back to football, this this is moving along. I feel like spring practice just started last week. Yeah. And we're already, like you said, 12 days away from yeah. uh, the first spring game under Matt Rule. Uh, hopefully you see some physicality and you see some tackling. Based on the scrimmages that they've had and some of the videos we've seen, doesn't look like they're scared of tackling. Doesn't look like they're scared. Or, to or hit. Heinrich, I, mean, I was gonna say Heinrich Harburg lowering his low, shoulder tr- into his into a defender, throwing a block on on one of the Giffords. And yep. You saw Luke Gifford tweet out that he's gonna get his get back at some point. Yeah, um, head on a swivel but, for Heinrich Harburg. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be ready, quarterback. You know you're wearing those green jerseys, but it looks like contact yeah. is all go in practice. So um, this this spring ball is moving along like clockwork. It's gonna be really interesting to see how things pan out at the spring game what the scoring system is going to be like, who's on what teams, and uh, exactly what they're going to do with the spring game. Also, what the yes. announcement with Frank Solich coming into town is going to be. Well, that's that's what's super interesting. It's, it, it's cool that you brought up the scoring system because I think that's something that maybe we don't think about it. I hope to see, since we're expecting more of a traditional type of game, to, mm-hmm. uh, to more uh, you know where you're hitting guys, and maybe quarterbacks wear green jerseys, maybe not. And maybe that's a question for you guys. 402-464-5685. Understanding the risks, would you rather quarterbacks wear green jerseys and be two-hand touch for the spring game? Or would you rather them see be in, in no green jerseys and full contact? And I guess on that road, it doesn't matter as long as the other position players are full go. I think that's mm-hmm. where I, I, don't need, I don't need to see the quarterback get laid out right now. Especially... I think there are some question marks I think revolving around a couple of the guys in the quarterback room. I, I think that there's a lot of competition that needs to be taken and be had there and is ha- being had uh, throughout yeah. the course of spring ball. Because I, I'll i say it, I'm just not as sold on a couple of those guys maybe as the coaching staff is quite yet. No, things still need to be flushed out in the quarterback room. And, you know, you've got... Jeff Sims and you've got Casey Thompson who have experience starting at the Division One level, and after that you have a bunch of question marks, like you just said. And my thing is, I feel pretty decent about the quarterback room right now because you have two guys with starting experience. If one starts, if that person gets hurt, you got somebody behind him that that feels pretty good. But if one of those guys decides, hey, I wanted to be a starter, I think I can start somewhere else, and leaves, well, you are back in the position you were in last year where you have somebody that you you trust fully to, to get things done, and then you have a whole bunch of inexperience behind them. So for me, in this spring game, in the pocket, two-hand touch. If they run, and you know the quarterbacks okay. are going to run, it's free game. Well, we know, we know we probably won't be able to see Casey Thompson in that spring game. So. You're not going to see him. You're not going to see Casey Thompson, so it's going to be probably not Smothers, Smothers Logan Smothers. So it's going to be Jeff Sims, Chubba Purdy, Heinrich Harburg, and Richard Torres. Yes, um, and, and, and then Jack else? Wosh, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, walk-on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fascinating to think about because Rico, you said something there in terms of you have two guys on this roster if both of them stay and the one that won't stay if he decides to transfer out. Jeff Sims isn't going anywhere. So it's whether they have Jeff Sims mm-hmm. and Casey Thompson or if they just have Jeff Sims. Well, okay, so but the thing here's, is... here's what's interesting about something you just said, though, yeah. Rico, is that you have two guys that have starting experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure just because they have starting experience, and this goes more for Jeff Sims, I don't know if that makes me more comfortable with them. I mean, it makes me more confident you, look, look in that at, look person at, than, than with the, uh, Heinrich Harburg. 
I or, suppose or so, Logan but, Smothers or Chubba Purdy. But okay, so but think about where you're measuring that up. What but that's you're measuring what I, up to. But that's what I'm saying is if you have both of them, I feel okay because if one goes down, you have somebody. Even if so. even if you're you're uncomfortable yeah. with Jeff Sims just because he has starting experience, at least he's been in those situations. At yeah. least he's been on the field when things get real. I understand Chubba was on the field. He started, what, two games last season, but he got hurt in the second game that he started. Logan Smothers has started a game for Nebraska as well. He also got hurt. Like It's just these things where they haven't played enough live reps in a Division One football game for me to feel comfortable. Now, the coaching staff, they see things you know, day in and day out with these guys for them to feel comfortable. So my opinion really doesn't matter all that much. But this is just how I feel about these things, where if – if Casey and Jeff are both on the roster opening day, if one of them happens to get hurt at some point during the season and they're both still here, I feel good. I suppose if one of them is gone and that other person gets hurt, I feel a lot less confident. But the thing is, you look at both of them and you want to talk about, you know, maybe the possibility of one of them transferring. Jeff just got here. Yeah. Jeff just transferred in. If he transfers out, he's going to have to sit out a year. Casey Thompson transferred in last year. If he leaves, I don't know if he's graduated yet. I don't know if he graduates this year. If he graduates and he transfers, he can he can go right away as a grad transfer. Yeah, but if he, he transfers, if he transfers now and he's not a graduate, I think he has to sit out he, a year. My, my my guess would be that he's going to graduate in May. Mm-hmm. I, if Although he, his coach did so get fired, he could probably put in a waiver. A waiver. And, but now with that, um, I, I can agree with you on that because we I mean we've talked about it on the show before. The, the drop-off that has occurred between QB1 and QB2, or even QB3 at times, in the last couple of years, and, and this goes nothing against nothing against the, the actual quarterback specifically. It goes more to the, the talent or development in that room, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that drop-off from Casey Thompson to, to Chubba Purdy, or even to Logan Smothers at one point. Prior to that, Adrian Martinez to Luke McCaffrey. It's just been it's just been frustrating because then you have teams like I mean Minnesota is the perfect example. Nebraska more than likely beats Minnesota last year if Tanner Morgan stays into the game. PJ Fleck, damn you, Ty Robinson. PJ Fleck willingly goes to Kaliak Manis in in the game in the second half. And Minnesota, led by Mo uh, Mo Ibrahim, looks like an entirely new team, and they end up beating Nebraska in a Big Ten style of game. Mm-hmm. So it's just frustrating because you see that. Then you look at like even Michigan, where they had Cade McNamara, who's now at Iowa, but the, at one point they had McNamara and and JJ McCarthy, mm-hmm. and it, it was this situation last year. It, it was funny, and not many people are talking about it now that that Cade has already transferred. But it was people will forget. Jim Harbaugh was like, "All right, Cade starting game one, and then JJ starting game two. And game two is against Hawaii, where Michigan is a fifty-plus point favorite, yeah. and they're going to run up the score with JJ McCarthy. So that way, going into week three, it's hey, JJ McCarthy's the perfect fit. And I mean, let's be honest, he, play, he is he playing played, well right now. He played better and he had better stats. Yeah, you were playing Hawaii. It was a setup. If Kate McNamara would have started against Hawaii, he would have been the start of the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. They set him up. They wanted J.J. McCarthy to start from the beginning. They had to, quote-unquote, had to have a quarterback battle to, to see who was going to be the starter. I guarantee Harbaugh wanted J.J. McCarthy from the jump, so they just had to do that just to, to prove that they had JJ, the right quarterback starting for Michigan. And, I mean, it all worked out. They made the college football playoff. They were, you know, uh, a couple of 
pick sixes or whatever happened wow. against TCU away from making the national championship and, you know, probably have putting up a bet. Actually, no, definitely putting up a better game than TCU did against Georgia. I don't necessarily want to sit here and and and, and speculate on names that could enter the portal, especially from that quarterback room. So I'll ask you this, Rico. In terms of numbers, Nebraska's sitting at six scholarship quarterbacks right now mm-hmm. with, with obviously Casey, Logan Smothers, and Jeff Sims, Heinrich Harburg, Chubba Purdy, and Richard Torres as the redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. Can we agree that two of those scholarship guys will leave? At the very least, well, like there is – I can – this sounds bad. I can guarantee at least one will leave. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, yes, yes. One's going to leave. At the va- two? You put, you put the over under at one and, and a half, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over as well. And, and so what I think Husker fans might be used to, under Scott Frost, they had five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster every single year mm-hmm. under Scott Frost. Here, obviously, they have six because they have added one, haven't gotten rid of any yet, or none of them have decided to leave. <laughs> you so, gotten rid of. I mean, it's pretty well, either problem. way, it Probably works right out. Term. Either way, it, it's going to be accurate so the 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 transfer portal is about to open up and i'm not so sure Uh, see we're getting a lot of a lot of speculation and texts in on the text line 402-464-5685 the honda looking hotline the starter Heyman text line we're getting a lot of texts regarding two of the younger guys and i would i would be caught i would be cautious if i were a husker fan Mm -hmm. taking the low-hanging fruit and saying ah the redshirt freshman and one of the sophomores are Mm going to be trading are yeah, going to be I transferring. I maybe one of them, but I don't. The thing is, like, okay, I don't want to speculate anything, but the thing is, you have two older quarterbacks who, again, have starting experience. One of them is not going to start. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one isn't going to start, but one of them is not going to be the starter. And my thought well, process is just stop it right there for a moment because let's build a case. Okay, right? Let's let's think about everything. That has happened over these last four or five months. Mm-hmm. One of your guys has been able to practice all spring. Yep. One of them has not. Nope. One of your guys was brought in by this specific coaching staff. One obviously was not. If you take names out of it and you take and you just have this common sense about it, you know, and you have this this inkling uh, that there's hey, eerie feeling that we know who this staff wants. Because that's just the way the business works, and so understanding competitiveness and and realizing that if there is a true position battle, which I think would be safe to say there there currently is in terms of everything that Casey Thompson can do off the field in terms of his power, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a rough it's time so, to have it's a so hard. Battle. Well, it's so hard to have a, an injury that keeps you out for your entire spring, mm-hmm. like because that's that's. Think about the conversation that will be had in the fall if Jeff Sims ends up being the starter and Casey Thompson might not be here. Mm-hmm. If that conversation is, oh boy, what does, wh- how does this thing start or get off the ground if Casey Thompson's the starting quarterback and not Jeff Sims, or if, or even even taking it a step further, if Casey Thompson's able to practice in the spring with Jeff Sims. Mm-hmm. And not, and not just run on the east side of the practice field like, like yeah. we've seen him the last couple times we've been at practice. Now I'm pretty sure. So Jeff Sims has two years remaining 
to, to play in college, I believe, with the he COVID, with the Jeff COVID Sims year. Is a, and Jeff Sims is a junior. Year. Yeah. So he has, you know, his he has two years left to play. Casey Thompson, I believe, only has one. So if Casey Thompson somehow wins the job and the fact that Jeff Sims just transferred in, I mean, he'll be your backup. And and I think it'd be it would be I mean, he'd probably be upset because he's a competitor, but he'd be able to win that job the next year. Well, here, here's what I'd say, uh, adding, adding more to the, the fire, right? You start out with Minnesota and Colorado, two games. One of them is more important than the other. And, and from, from I, I guess, a fan standpoint, Colorado might be more important because you want to beat Dion and yeah. you want – you. But but being realistic, I the think Minnesota game. and the conference game is obviously the most the most important. I I don't know they don't have what Michigan had last year where they have a game against Hawaii. They don't have time to, and so that's where it's like I wonder how quick we see this thing kind of play out and and unfold and resolve itself because it'll all it'll all be settled and and we'll all move on with with whatever happens whether with whatever quarterbacks are here. Mm-hmm. I will say, watching practice last week, I love Richard Torres' arm. I love Richard Torres' arm. Does it fit perfectly with what Matt Rule wants to do? Probably not. But he throws it as well as anybody in that group. That quarterback run game, and he's talk, also he's also got the height. But the quarterback exactly that quarterback run, run game, game talk is a really him. is a really um, important part of the puzzle. But as I looked up last last week. If you go back and you look up um, Casey Thompson's recruiting profile, he was a dual threat quarterback coming out of out of high school. He had twenty rushing touchdowns his senior year in high school. He had, I think, it was over five hundred yards rushing his senior year in high school. Yeah. He also only threw what four interceptions his senior year. Um, but then he gets to Texas, and I believe that they discovered the arm talent was so elite or so so good that they tried to turn him into a pocket passer, which is what he's done for the past four years in college. Now, if you're telling him, hey, go back to what you did in high school, you can scramble, you can run, you have the freedom to do this, because I don't know if he had this, I'm not taking a shot, I don't know if he had that type of freedom in last year's offense. You notice after he came back from his injury, he was running more and running people over, which was kind of concerning, but hey, whatever. Um, But before, he was in the pocket, he's holding onto the ball, he didn't really make any effort to, and this isn't a shot at him, any effort to escape from the people coming to sack him. He'd just kind of fall down so he wouldn't really get hurt. You know, he'd take those blindside hits, and that's how he ended up getting hurt. But offensive he's line was a, bad. the offensive line was bad. But he's he's not a statue back there. He is he is a little smaller in terms of, of you know, Big Ten quarterback. If you're asking your quarterback to run, he is a little smaller. But the dude had wheels. I don't know if he still has them now, but he was able to run, escape pressure, and get yards for himself. So that is that is an element to his game that I don't think we've seen. Actually, I know we haven't seen yet here at Nebraska. So once he gets healthy and he's able to practice and he's able to show off the skill set that he has, I think that's when we'll truly get into that actual quarterback competition that we all want to yeah. see. And I'm hoping it doesn't end up like Scott Frost's first year where they had uh, Tristan Jebbia, Adrian Martinez, was it the week before the first game they named Adrian the starter and Tristan Jebbia enters the portal? I would assume that we uh, get to watch practice for a little bit tomorrow. Um, I, I we haven't 
received any any note of times or anything like that. But if that's the case, I know where I'll be. I'll, I'll probably be with with the quarterbacks and and maybe a little bit of running backs as well because running backs we know how deep they are. I think you're just trying to see if a, if a guy emerges or if they're gonna have to go with a couple of guys back there. Um, and then a little bit other note. Just something to take note of. Arik Gilbert will need a waiver, according to Matt Rule. Matt mm-hmm. Rule kind of talked about that. Arik Gilbert, who is on his third school currently, Georgia previously, and then LSU is where he began his career. Technically fourth. Um, he went to what am I missing? He transferred oh, yes. from LSU to Florida yes, for like he did, a week. For like a week, yes. It still counts. Um, so f- I guess three SEC schools and now the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, Ari Gilbert will need a waiver and Matt rule said that he doesn't expect to have any difficulty uh, obtaining that, but you know how, you know how the NCAA works and, and in all its glory. So let's go ahead and we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by Steve Mark of inside Nebraska breakdown Husker football. We'll ask him some of these same thoughts on, uh, this quarterback room slash competition, if you want to call it that right now, and then a little Husker hoops as they are still searching for their first transfer portal commit here in the offseason. We'll do all that coming up next with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.